Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Once again I'm joined with Stephen who's one of the co-owners and a writer. Hi everyone. And also John who's the lead writer. How's it going? Uh, once again we're going to do a quick run through of this week's TV show. We're then going to talk about the latest Ring of Honor news and then we'll discuss the spoilers from the recent TV tapings and we'll close the show by talking about some topics you've sent in. This week's show started with Jim Cornette coming out, who introduced the ROH Tag Team Champions, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Um, they came out and basically said, you know, they won a match with the Briscoes after what they did at Best in the World in June, where they attacked them with steel chairs. Um, Charlie was said, you know, he wants to put the titles on the line right now, but of course Cornette wouldn't have that. Um, and then that, that ended the segment without a match being officially announced. Um, what do you two guys think of this feud being built between the Briscoes and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team? Because I know at, at the Ladder War, we saw All Night Express become number one contenders. Yeah, I, I think I like the way they're, they're doing this, Finish. So as you say, they're, they're sort of building towards a future match. I know we spoke last week about how we thought the Briscoes were sort of in no man's land, really, because they've just come off. The uh, you know the loss in the feud really, and it looked like um, All Night Express had got the next title shot, so they were sort of in no man's land. Um, I'm not sure if they should be getting a shot before before other teams after they've you know after they've lost uh, you know so many matches. And I know Jim Cornette keeps saying that they shouldn't be rewarded for their their behaviour, but it looks like they're going to get um, you know a shot. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I like the way they've sort of used the TV show to sort of plug you know plug teams and set up future matches so uh yeah that's uh, that's the positive thing i think yeah I, I like like the dynamic they have going between the world's greatest tag team and the briscoes with the briscoes wanting the match and the wrestling's greatest tag team also wanting the match but not being able to give it to them because they don't want to reward the briscoes for their action i think that's a pretty creative way of going about this and i think it's a good feud to kind of build up on television. And I think it's weird that the Briscoes are getting that chance after losing the ladder war. But I think they're the more, I guess, TV-ready team because everybody's been saying how the Briscoes could be in TNA right now, how they could be in WWE right now. And I just think pushing them as, I guess, uh, one of the main tag teams, especially on television, is a great way of going about it. But uh, I think that All Night Express should get the shot before the Briscoes do just because of the ladder war. Yeah, I, I do agree with what you said. I mean, I know, you know, the Briscoes have been around for a lot longer than the All Night Express, and you know, they're, they're quite a well-known team for you know an independent tag team. So, I, I've got no qualms with them getting a shot. But as you say, after the Ladder War Three, and then they just sort of walk into a title shot, it just you just seem to think that they've sort of you know downgraded the importance of the Ladder War, and you know, there's only been three in the, the history of the company. So it shows how you know how important and how. Um, you know, they're only used to end big feuds. So to come off a big feud and then just walk into a title shot is a strange one. But as you say, you know, people will know them and they're probably the, the more, yeah, the more well-known team of the two. But I'm, I'm not exactly thrilled how they've uh, just walked into it. But let's uh, let's see how they uh, use the, the TV uh, show to sort of hype it up and see how well they do that. Yeah, I, I like how they're using the TV show to kind of build angles and how they're so far, just really built this one angle. It's only been two weeks, but they've built it pretty decently so far, I think. I mean, you could see All Night Express getting involved in this rivalry a bit, saying, you know, we won the ladder war. Why aren't we getting the title shot or something? You, you could see maybe a three-way tag match in the future. 
That's yeah, you, you could, but yeah, yeah, because uh, I mean, I know they've they've done you know, the Briscoes and not expressed to death really, and that, I know they want to keep it fresh because uh, you know the, the other tag teams are they really ready? I mean, I, I think the Young Bucks are, but you really need to get them sort of some wins, uh, to, you know, because they've only just come back and the Bravados and Future Shock. I know Future Shock have got their tag shot coming up quite soon, but they're not really regular. You know, they're not up there at the moment, so. It's just them three teams, really, and you know, as we've said, the Briscoes are sort of, you know, the odd one out if if All Night Express and the World's Greatest Tag Team sort of go into a sort of program, so to speak. So, yeah, I think we could see a, a three-way uh, three match, and um, it, sh- it should be interesting, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, the next segment of the night was called Focus On, where they took like a in-depth look at Mike Bennett. Um, they were really hyping him up. I mean, it's like almost as if they listened last week and listened to what John had to say about focusing on Bennett. Um, cause that's exactly what they did. Oh, it's they... his fault then. That's all moan at him. Yeah, thanks a lot, John. <laughs> You're um, they talked You're about his trainer, Brutal Bob, who's not very popular on this show. Uh, I think we'll leave. We won't shoot on <laughs> Brutal Bob this week. We'll, leave, we'll give him a week off. Uh, but they talked about his training regime, You know how he thinks he's better than The Rock, and they really hyped him up before the commercial break. And once they did come back from the break, it was Jimmy Jacobs uh, with Carino in his corner taking on Mike Bennett with Brutal Bob in his corner. Um, Bennett got, you know, it, it was it was a match designed to put Bennett over, and I feel it did a good job at doing that. But it didn't exactly make Jimmy Jacobs look like a, a nobody either. So it was a, it was a good match, I thought. I was impressed overall. What did you two think? Yeah, the, the match I didn't think was was too bad, like you said. Um, it, it wasn't a squash match by any means. It sort of yeah, it showed Bennett off to be, you know, a dominant uh, guy. But yeah, Jacobs sort of got a lot of offense in for. Um, you know, for a, for a loss. So, and a lot of the way they sort of tied in the Carino bit at the end, because obviously people who are watching it now won't, you know, won't know that Carino and Benny have sort of got a bit of a past, but they sort of threw that in there. And I know Kevin Kelly made sort of uh, a reference to it, so that was good. In terms of the, the focus on segment, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty good, but I was a bit disappointed that it took so long to get into the first match, because I know that they had, you know, they had the... Um, the interview to, to begin the, the show and then they went into the focus on. I think it was about 15 minutes before we actually got into the first match and mm-hmm. I just thought you know, people who are tuning in have just sort of turned it on and it, you know it's, I don't think it's the best thing to be to be doing so it might have turned a few people off I think which you know isn't what they're aiming for so I was a bit yeah a bit shocked that they, they took so long I mean I think they could have had the um, the interview you know after the first match sort of have the focus on to begin the show and then have the match afterwards, but they went with uh, what they did, and yeah, I mean, as you said, they they seem to be pushing Bennett, you know, to, to the moon really. I mean, I know they did on the HDNet show, and then we spoke on on here before how, you know, he's definitely improved. Uh, I definitely think he's the sort of guy that you need. You need a TV show for that sort of guy because he needs to be getting wins and he needs to be getting you know promo time and stuff like that. So yeah he's he's definitely improved and you know let's just see how he gets on in the future i'm not sure if he can really uh you know walk into a title shot at the moment i know he's uh, wrestling al generico soon but i think it uh, in the next couple of months are really uh, really key for mike benny i think that'll really show whether he's you know got a, a long future in ring runner or not yeah, they really made bennett look like a superstar like the first half of this show uh the the uh, focus on really was really good i thought really helped establish his character for the new fans 
And I actually thought it did a good job of also building up Brutal Bob, which we've been critical on these on this show. But it actually kind of, yeah, just a little <laughs> bit, I think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it actually seemed to give Brutal Bob like a purpose, like that uh, Bennett went after, went to train with him because he wants to be the best, and Brutal Bob helps train the best. So it, I, it kind of made their uh, dynamic actually kind of make a little bit of sense to me. But I thought like the whole build up on the focus on was good, and his match with Jacobs was good, and you can really tell that that uh, Bennett was the one they're trying to push in the match, just based on the commentary, because they're just talking about how awesome uh, Bennett is, how he's like a superstar, how he's like the next Rock. I think they even said at one point, and when they talked about Jimmy Jacobs, they're like, yeah, he's just trying to become not as evil as he used to be. So they're just talking about his character, like uh, Jacobs' character, they're talking about like how great Bennett is. And I think it, this more than anything they've done so far is really going to help Bennett get over with the fans. And like Steven said, the you know, like the really only complaint I had this week was how long it took to get to the first match. It was about 15 minutes of a uh, time. I'm not sure how long it is with the commercial breaks in there, but just straight video, it was 15 minutes, and that's just too long. I think they could have, like Stephen said, started off with the focus on, then went to the match, and then had the interview. But that's just the way they went about it. But it's just a minor complaint, I think. And I think we also saw the. The newest um, finisher move name from Kevin Kelly as well, wasn't it called the, the Box Office Smash or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I thought that was a really good name. I like that. Yeah, name. that's, that's yeah. not bad. It's better than Wrestling's Greatest Finisher, definitely. <laughs> I don't know if it's Kevin Kelly just sort of sat down and just thought of finishers. He's <laughs> <laughs> just brainstorming ideas. <laughs> I think that's quite good though, because I think you know fans need. To, you know, when you see guys in WWE, people know you know know who they are, know what the finisher moves are, and you know I think it's a key thing for a wrestler. And when you've when you've got a new audience, I mean, I know they had finisher moves before, but but I know um, Mike Bennett's move didn't really have a name, did it? I think people called it the uh, what do they call it? Like the Prodigy Slam or something like that. It didn't really have a name, so uh, you know, I think it's good that they're giving them, you know, they're, they're coming up with new names, and if they're going to refer from them, you know, from now on by that name all the time, I think it will allow fans to sort of you know learn learn the moves and learn. Uh, no, really get into the, the wrestlers' characters a bit more. Yeah, that was actually a really clever name just based on how they built Bennett up throughout the show was the box office match. I got I got a little chuckle out of it, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, they seem to really be like hyping him up as, as you say, like the next rock because he's just huge in wrestling as sort of, um, you know, stepping stone to get to, you know, bigger and better things, so to speak. After the match, we saw... This week's Inside ROH, uh, this this week's segment was all about Eddie Edwards and how he got his nickname Die Hard, um, which is about the elbow injury he got in 2009, I think it was, during Ladder War 2. Um, I thought it was an okay segment. I mean, it was good to put over Eddie Edwards because I don't... Was this his first appearance on the TV show? I think he had a bit of an interview last week, didn't he, about... He, he was definitely on it last week. I can't remember what he was doing. He had a but... quick quick segment last week but this was really featured really helped feature on him yeah it was a great way to know you know put him over to the new fans after the inside roh segment they went to interviews with both davy richards and roderick strong um hyping up the title match between the two next week um i thought you know they were pretty decent promos basically just saying that they don't like each other at all they have no respect for each other and they can't stand each other they just want to beat the crap out of each other literally um what do you guys think of these quick promo segments they threw in before the main event 
Well, back to the inside ROH. Uh, I, I like I like the, uh, the concept of it. I'm, I'm glad that they're going to be doing it every week. I'm not sure if, sure if I like that particular one. I, I don't know why. It just uh, it just seemed like some sort of you know really bad like reconstruction you'd see on like you know one of them TV shows. That, uh, <laughs> this is what happened, <laughs> and uh, they, they showed like X-rays and like, like doctors in the background. I, was, I thought it was a bit cliched to be honest, but yeah, I, I do like they're, they're sort of using it to you know get wrestlers over the crowd especially someone like eddie edwards who you know is one of the uh you know top guys in the in the company and yeah, it's kind of and you know seeing that he broke his elbow and still competed in the latter war is going to really help build sympathy and kind of support for him from the fans seeing that how tough he is and he's still out going out and like putting his body on the line just to i guess win the titles yeah definitely and then going to uh the the interviews before the the main event as well. You know, I like the way they're, they're they're doing that. I like the way they're sort of um, looking towards future matches. I know they did it last week, didn't they? With uh, with Jay Lethal, he was talking about the uh, TV title match, and I, th- I think it really helps with the newer fans as well because I know they talked about their you know sort of history, how much they face each other, and and they spoke about you know, how much they don't like each other and stuff like that. And I was uh, I like the way Roderick Strong sort of he just seemed a bit more charismatic, like he. Very yeah. cocky, wasn't he? Yeah, they seem to have given him a bit of bit of a character because I think the, the only thing that Roderick Strong's ever fallen down on really is that he hasn't really ever had a character, has he? He's just sort of he goes there, he goes out there, he hits backbreakers, and you know, a TV wrestler, he needs some sort of something to you know show him out from the crowd, and yeah, he he definitely seemed like uh, very cocky, and you know if that's going to be sort of gimmicks, so, you know, to uh, going forward, that, I think I think that's uh, you know it's good. Yeah, it was like we got the same old, same old kind of a kind of promo from Davy Richards, which you know is is good, but it's not any, anything great. But I thought Roderick's promo was just hilarious. I loved it. He just <laughs> came across. I'm not sure if I can say this, but he came across as a complete douche. You know, just like a douchebag. I was like, man, I wanna I wanna see him get beaten up next week, and it just came just worked great. I thought. So hopefully we can see Roderick Strong continue to be like that. Mm, he just didn't seem to be like taking it seriously, did he? Mm. He, he just he had, like, like just... he had Davy sitting there, sort of like I'm gonna kick his head off and stuff, and then Roddy was just sort of laughing at him, just sort of sitting there. So <laughs> I like the way it's, they've shown like they have such contrasting styles as well. It's definitely a good way to build up hype and interest, you know, get people to want to tune in next week as well, definitely. Uh, and then we got to the main event of the night, which was the TV title match between El Generico, who was def- in his first title defense against Jay Lethal. It was a really great match. I really enjoyed this. Um, unfortunately, they did the old 15-minute time limit draw, and then Cornette come out and did the um, sudden death rule. You know, keep going until there's a winner, um, which I think is a bit. I think we said, I think on the first episode that it's a bit overdone in Ring of Honor because it happened at Death Before Dishonor, and as we'll discuss later on, it does happen at one of the future TV shows as well. Um, but you know, apart from the overused um, timeout draw you know i thought it was a really great match i thought as we said last week you know a bit of a shame that generico did lose the title in his first defense but you know it was a great main event and what did you two think of it it was very good like the entire time i knew it was going to go to the 15 minute draw like i think it was steven said it the first week every time you see a time limit in ring of honor you know it's gonna most likely go the entire time so i was just waiting to see how they got there and it was really good action throughout the entire match i thought 
Um, then when they reach the time limit draw, just the way uh, they said they had three minutes remaining, you can go these extra three minutes. So, and just the way they just put it all on the line, those three minutes, it's like it was an absolute sprint just to try to be, become the new champion. And I just thought it worked really well. And I'm happy to see Lethal as the new champion. Like I wish she didn't have to beat Generico for it because I like Generico as well. But I think Lethal could do more with the belt than Generico could because I think new fans watching won't really buy into the Generico character as quickly as they would with somebody like Lethal because Generico is somebody you have to kind of understand. Like you kind of like that's a kind of a goofy character and it takes a while to grow on you, I guess. And you see how good he actually is in the ring. And I think with Lethal, you he can actually talk and like build up matches better than Generico can. So I I I, I like them taking the belt. All right, I like them putting the belt on Lethal. I thought it was a good move, and it was a really great match as well. Mm, I, I know I've been sort of critical of it, but on the, uh, the time limit draws in the past, but I think that in this instance it, it worked really, really well. I mean, I, even though I knew who was going to win, at times when Generico sort of was hitting, you know, he hit the brain buster, didn't he? And I, I just thought he was going to win still. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, that showed how, how good they sort of built it up, that I knew who was going to win, yet I still thought... But, hmm, hang on, he could win this here. So, uh, yeah. I think, you know, that sort of testament how how well they played it. And, you know, the, the crowd are absolutely, you know, electric for it, especially when Cornette came out and said, you know, three more minutes. They just went absolutely crazy. I mean, I know why they do the, the whole time limit draw, because, as I said, you know, the, the fans are crazy when they get an extra, like, three, five minutes. So, I understand why that why they do that um in terms of the match yeah as, as john said i thought it was you know it was brilliant it was the sort of match where you, you know you, you could have watched that on pay-per-view and it you know you wouldn't have you wouldn't have known that it was you know not up to scratch or anything it was in terms of you know on tv it was you know it was brilliant and uh, i like the way that they showed at the end it was sort of it was generico was pushing for the extra five minutes or extra three minutes what they had so it sort of you know showed him as, like, as a fighting you know he was a fighting champion sort of character so even though he lost, you know, it's sort of, it's, you know, saved face sort of thing because he was the one that was pushing for the extra. Uh, and a lot of the way Nigel played on commentary as well because he was like, oh, I don't know why he's doing that. He's sort of, you know, he can walk away with a bow. He should just walk away. And Generico was like, no, no, I want the extra, extra meal. Yeah, it's a lot like the way. So that, that, I think that really helped him despite his, uh, his loss. Yeah, it's a lot like the way Eddie Edwards lost the belt to Christopher Daniels late last year. I think it's the exact same way, wasn't it? Time limit draw. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. So overall, did you think it was a, a step up or step down from last week? I mean, I thought you know it was probably better because I thought it was great how they built up Mike Bennett, and I thought the main event was even better than the previous week's main event. But they still didn't change that damn intro, which we uh, <laughs> talked about last week. But uh, Stephen, what what did you think of it this week compared to last? Um. I- as you say, I think the main event this week was was a lot better. I mean, uh, the the main event in the first show was really good, but I think this you know this one was just really 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 good. So, uh, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I like them both. I, I don't think either of them was particularly better than, than the other one. Um, as you say, here the intro. I think that's that's here to stay sort of thing. Um, I'm yeah, I'm not really sure what what they've done with that. Um, I think it'd be better if we had you know you actually saw the wrestlers themselves or like doing moves. That rather than just you know just putting hats on and you know lacing up boots sort of thing, but you know they're going they're going to stick with it. So um, yeah, I mean if as long as it continues the way it is, I think everyone's going to find it enjoyable. Yeah, I like this episode better than last week's. It just seemed to flow from beginning to end better because first episode seemed to just 
dragged in like the middle section this show uh in the beginning it took a while to get to the first match but i still think everything served the right purpose and everything just flowed nicely from one thing to the next so i think it was a uh, step up from the original show mm, i know we, we we said about it took you know a while to get to the first match but as you said everything sort of serves a purpose when they're not just adding you know interviews or segments in for the sake of it they're you know they they also have a purpose you know this week it was to get fans you know used to um get to know mike bennett and last week it was just sort of to show off that um you know the kings and uh, you know wrestling's great tag team had you know wrestled before and they uh recapped on best in the world so you know as long as all the segments sort of serve a purpose not just throwaway segments i think you know nobody will mind really Okay, so we're now going to do a quick roundup of the uh, latest Ring of Honor news from the past week. The first and probably the biggest piece of news is that this year's Survival of the Fittest tournament is going to be different to previous years. Um, I think John's got all the information on this. Yeah, usually Survival of the Fittest is six singles matches where the winner of each match uh, qualifies for the uh, a six-person elimination match in the main event. This year they're changing it to three singles matches, a tag team match where the, both members of the winning tag team make it to the uh, final match, and a, a four-corner survival match where the winner makes it to the final match. So far, four names have been announced for this year's Survival of the Fittest tournament. It's uh, Andy Rightleg Ridge, who qualified for the tournament by beating Grizzly to Redwood at Death Before Dishonor. It's last year's winner, Eddie Edwards. It's Kenny King and Roderick Strong have all been announced for Survival of the Fittest this year. You know, with with the four names being announced so far, would you guys, you know, want to take any early predictions, or would you rather wait until we've got the full lineup? I think it's it's tough. I mean, I think if you'd asked me before like a couple of weeks ago, I'd have probably said Eddie Edwards again. But I think they they sort of want to use it to sort of you know push someone someone new. I I wouldn't be surprised if Bennett won it. Someone like Bennett or Champa, I think them two are probably the two names that are probably the most likely to win it. Because as I said, I think they want someone new. I don't think they're going to have someone like Roderick Strong win it because, you know, he's he's had his chances in the title picture and, um, yeah, I think the whole the whole point of it is to sort of give someone new a chance and to uh, sort of really push someone. Yeah, the names announced. I'd have to go with Kenny King, but I don't think he's going to win it. If anybody on the roster, I'll have to go with somebody like Michael Elgin or. Maybe somebody like Kyle O'Reilly, I think, it really would really be an interesting choice to win this tournament. Uh, the next piece of Ring of Honor news from the past week is that there's been some new additions to the roster page on the website, uh, which is Caprice Coleman, TJ Perkins, and Cedric Alexander. You know, by being added to the official page, you got to take the assumption that they're going to become more, you know, regular um, appearances at Ring of Honor. Um, I know we got a question last week about TJ Perkins, so I'm sure the fans will be happy about that. Um, what do you guys think of these three guys being added to the roster officially? I'm I'm really happy that TJ Perkins has been added. I mean, I don't know why he hasn't sort of featured more um, in the past because every time he's he's featured, he's put on a really good match. He's you know he's 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 got a strange style. It's really unorthodox. I mean, he he can wrestle sort of any style really. I mean, I know he's he had a match with uh, Davy Richards in Ring of Honor, um, and it, you know he's really good, really technical, hard hitting. And he's had sort of comedy-based matches with uh, Colt Cabana, so yeah, he's you know he's really um, really good guy to have on the roster because he can sort of fit in anywhere, 
and um, and then you've got uh, Alexander and Coleman who yeah I think they'll add depth to the tag team division uh, especially after the Kings leaving I think they probably needed a couple more teams to sort of fill the void and obviously you've got the Young Bucks and now um, Coleman and uh, Alexander and I think they've they've done well the uh, the opportunities that they've they've had so hopefully they can sort of um, you know start impressing people because uh, you know, I think the thing with tag teams in Ring of Honor they, they they all do well I mean even like a team like the Bravados who people sort of have written off in the past they've you know they've come good so I mean it, it adds uh, adds depth and adds competition and that's always a, that's always a good thing. Yeah, he pretty much just said everything I was going to say, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final bit of news from the past week is they've announced some uh, three quite big matches for the show at Collinsville on November 6th. Um, there's two matches that are taking place for the first time ever. Um, I think we'll just run through each match individually and share our like thoughts and expectations on it. Um, the first one for the first time ever is Mike Bennett versus El Generico. I think with the way they've been pushing Bennett on the TV show, it's probably quite clear that Bennett will get the win here. You know, I think it should be a, a really good match because El Generico is fantastic in the ring and he's really good. So he's really popular with the crowd, so it'll get even more heat if that's even possible for Bennett. Um, what do you two think of this match, John? I'm looking forward to it. I like I like Generico, and I think I've made it pretty known on here that I'm pretty big Mike Bennett fan as well. Unlike most people, it seems like who are Ring of Honor fans. And I think it, this is a great way to get Bennett even more over as a heel on the Ring of Honor by beating one of the uh, biggest faces there is in not only Ring of Honor, but probably all of like independent wrestling as well in El Generico. And if he goes over here, it really establishes him as a uh, probably the next in line to get the TV title other than Tommaso Ciampa. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a guy like Generico is sort of you know he he can afford to lose a few matches because he's you know his popularity won't uh, you know go down if he loses a few matches and I know sort of Bennett was angry that Generico got the the total shot against um, against Daniels in the first place he thought he was good, he should have been hit him after he won the uh, Top Prospects tournament on the HD Net show. The next huge match, which is also another first announced for the show, is the All Night Express will be taking on the American Wolves, uh, David Richards and Eddie Edwards. Um, this should be a really good match. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, hopefully I'll get this on DVD or something. But, you know, it is a bit of a strange choice. You know, with Davey being the world champion, you think they'd want to feature him in a main event singles match or Fatal 4-Way or something along those lines. But, you know, it should still be a fantastic match, even if they are putting the world champion a um, tag team match instead. But, uh, Stephen, what do you think of this? Yeah, I think, you know, it should be a brilliant match. I mean, both teams are... Are really good. I'm surprised it hasn't been done in, done in the past because, you know, you sort of get the same sort of, uh, you know, matchups, and uh, yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't been done in the past. It should be really good. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that Davy, he's, you know, isn't defending the title more. Um, you know, he seems to be thrown into tag team matches a lot, and uh, I, mean, I, I can sort of see why they're doing it because, you know, as we said last week, you look at the roster and who's going to challenge for the title. That's that's the main concern. But I think throwing him in to uh, tag team matches all the time. He's sort of taking away from his his uh, total reign a bit. But yeah, I suppose what, what what can they do really? Yeah, it's going to be a really good match. Should help build up the All Night Express. I probably expect them to get the victory here with some kind of miscommunication between the American Wolves, and that would really build them up 
probably as much as beating the Briscoes as because American Wolves are one of the you know favorite tag teams of Ring of Honor fans. So seeing the All Night Express be able to beat the Briscoes, I mean, be able to beat the uh, American Wolves would be huge. But yeah, I w- still wish they'd give more title matches for Davey. And I hope they give a lot of title matches like they did for uh, Jerry Lynn or when HDNet just started. They had him defend in a, several different Fatal 4-Way matches early on in the show's history. So hopefully we get to see a few more title matches on the uh, on the TV show as well. But I just hope he defends the belt more regularly in the future. I mean, in terms of when I express, I agree with what you said. I mean, I think they should be going over in that match. And, uh, you know, I, I really like them, and I think the fans do. I think they're just they're still a little bit away from being you know, tag team champions. I don't know what it is. They just seem to be... There's, there's just something there that's that's missing. I don't know if it's one big win. I mean, I know they got the big win against the Briscoes, but I, th- I think maybe they need one more big win against... Yes, as you say, maybe the Wolves will uh, will give them that, that win, and I think that could really sort of propel them into uh, tag team champions, really. And the final match announced for the uh, show in Collinsville is that Future Shock will be getting their tag team title shot against wrestling's greatest tag team. I think we might have touched on this last week briefly, um, but, you know, this should be uh, another good tag team match for the show. Um, I can't see Future Shock winning the tag team titles at this point, but, um, you know, wrestling's greatest tag team will get the win, but it'll make Future Shock look like a credible tag team because it's not going to be a squash match. It'll be designed to put, you know, make Future Shock look like a um, a solid tag team. So what are your ex- expectations from this? That's basically my expectation. It's what you just said for uh, the wrestling's greatest tag team to win, but to make uh, Future Shock look really good and defeat and I just think just the fact that Future Shock could even put up a fight against Resident Strader's tag team in a title match at this point, like they've only been a team for, what, a year now? It would really do big things for their future in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you two said, I don't think they're going to be winning the titles, but um, I mean, even when they've lost, I mean, apart from recently when they've been getting quite a few wins over the Bravados, apart from that, they've you know they've been losing quite a lot of matches, but even though they've been losing, they've been losing, you know, credibly. They've been, you know, putting on really good shows and, uh, you know, the, the fans are still getting behind them. Um, yeah, I think they'll they'll get close and maybe even, you know, we might see the Young Bucks get involved because I can definitely see Young Bucks and Future Shock uh, feud in the future. So that that, that could sort of, um, you know, build that and that way, you, you know, you won't be putting Future Shock down with, with a loss and Preston's great tag team could sort of go on to, uh, you know, to fight the Briscoes. Or, yeah, maybe the Briscoes would get involved. I think I think definitely someone will get involved in, in that match. Um, but, yeah, up until then, it should be really good because, you know, Future Shock have done really well since they came in and uh, Wrestling's Great Tag Team get, a, you know, a new team to face and, you know, it should be really interesting. Okay, that's a, a quick recap of all the news from the past week. Um, we're now going to move on to discuss the spoilers from the Louisville TV tapings, which took place on October 1st. Um, if you haven't read the spoilers, or perhaps you don't want to know what happens, I'd recommend you switch the podcast off now to avoid having the show ruined. Um, if you are leaving at this point, thank you for joining us, and uh, we hope you join us again next week. But for those that are sticking around, we'll um, now move on to do a quick run-through of the spoilers and share our thoughts on the announcements and the results. Well, they, uh, they can come back with about 10 minutes left to see the viewers' suggestions. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll be doing, uh, <laughs> if you, leave, just, if you just skip ahead, you might avoid the spoilers. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the first match from the Louisville tapings was uh, the American Wolves uh, defeating Michael Elgin and Roderick Strong of the House of Truth. Um, people were saying, you know, it was a great match, and some even said it was the best match of the night, it says in our report. So that obviously really impressive overall. Um, and I think it was John who said a couple of weeks ago about the possibility of Elgin and Strong um, teaming up more regularly, and perhaps after this performance, it could be something we see in the future. Um, I don't really know what we can discuss about this, obviously, without seeing it. Um, I mean, is there any thoughts you guys would like to share on this match? Just the result, really? Yeah, I mean, as, as John has you know said the other week, um, yeah, I mean, maybe we could start seeing uh, Strong and Elgin team you know, team more often because you know we've said how Strong sort of in a you know sort of in no man's land now where he's you know where does he go from here because he's sort of not in the title picture anymore and he's you know he's just sort of there so. I mean, but and then again, if you see, you know, um, Coleman and Alexander have been signed now, so maybe there'd be too many tag teams because I know there was a lot of a lot of tag team matches, wasn't there, on on the uh, on the tapings, and it's not a bad thing because you know a lot of you know a lot of wrestling fans are going to be going to be tuning into Ring of Honor, you know, mainly for the tag team aspect because they're really the only company that take tag team wrestling uh, seriously, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good idea, and as you say, we can't really discuss it without seeing it. But everyone was saying how good it was, and uh, that, that's testament to how um, how good Michael Elgin's uh, you know progressed as well. Because say, you know, he's uh, he's really stamping his authority on the uh, on the uh, roster. The next match saw the Young Bucks pick up a win against the Bravados, and from the report we had from the arena itself, it does sound like the Bravados got a great reaction, which is quite a surprise, um, and looked like the Bucks were turning into you know legit heels. They once again refused to shake hands after the match, playing into the um, hype they got when they wouldn't shake hands with Booker T and Goldust, I think it was as well. Um, would, you, would you shake Goldust's hand? Come on. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Uh, the, the next bit was uh, Eddie Edwards doing a promo about how he will face Davey Richards for the world title at Final Battle. Uh, a bit of an interesting choice because last week we assumed it was going to be Edwards facing um, Davey at Gloria Burana 10. But, and we I, I suggested perhaps Kevin Steen getting the title shot Final Battle. But it looks like we're going to see Eddie Edwards versus Davey once again on iPay-Per-View. Um, I think we did discuss this quite a bit last week. Um, I can't really see them being able to beat Best in the World because it was such a fantastic match and so emotional at the end. But perhaps they are going to finally see the split of the Wolves in this. Um, what do you expect from the iPay-Per-View main event? Yeah, I, th- I think we all expected it, but I think the the reason they've gone for Final Battle instead of Gloria Bryan is because, as you said, I think they're going to be, be splitting. Um, off, you know, I expect Eddie Edwards to sort of turn a heel. I think he'll just get frustrated and... Um, maybe they're setting up the tag team matches to sort of help them, uh, you know, give them a reason to, to split. They might, you know, uh, miscommunicate or something like that. Um, and uh, it gives them more time to build up to it. And Gloria Byrne, uh, we're not sure whether it'll be an eye pay per view yet. We, you know, it's, it looks like it won't be, which is a shame because you know Gloria Byrne is such a you know big event. But it gives them more time to build up to it, and they can sort of, you know. Um, Include some, you know, some other things into the match, and you know, really build it up. And because, as you said, how do they beat the best in the world match? They're going to really have to, you know, come up with something different and come up with something fresh to really get the fans into it. 
The next match from the Louisville tapings was Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team defeating CNC Wrestling Factory, which I think we all expected. Um, sounds like it was a really fast-paced match. Well, as I said earlier, you know, we'll have to wait and see when it um, shows up on the TV show. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Michael Elgin also got dominating wins over jobbers, it says here. Um, I'm not, we're not sure who their opponents are. They're just uh, labelled as jobbers for now. <laughs> I don't know who did that, but there That's you what go. the report said. Okay, they're labelled as jobbers, so um, quick, jobber. quick, quick squash matches there for Champa and Elgin. Just, uh, I'm sure that's just a quick way to get them over with the new TV fans, show them as a, a dominating presence and try and hype them up a bit. Um, the Briscoes then defeated the All Night Express, um, which is a bit of a strange choice because everyone thought after the huge Ladder War 3 that was the end of the feud, but it looks like it was continuing for one more match. Um, as far as I'm aware, this match was to determine who got the title shot at Final Battle for the tag titles, and the Briscoes ended up getting the win, which means at Final Battle we will see Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team versus the Briscoes for the belt and not versus the All Night Express. I think we did touch a little bit on this earlier, but would you like to share any more in-depth thoughts on this? Yeah, well, first, I mean, I... first. Okay, go ahead. No, sorry, you, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay, Briscoe's versus uh, Wrestling Greatest Tag Team is going to be a great match because they're just two really great tag teams. And it seems like they're really building that up on the TV show. But it just makes like the entire first six to eight months of Ring of Honor's like, tag team feud between the Briscoes and the Honor Express just seem completely pointless. Was that the build-up to the latter war when they're just going to throw that result out, basically, on this match, unless somehow the All Night Express used the, uh, used the contract they won in the latter war to make this a three-way match, which would be an interesting little match, but it just seems they're overcomplicating things that don't really need to be overcomplicated. It seems like this could have been a straightforward thing, but I don't know, it still should be a great match, but it just seems weird to me. Yeah, I, I really don't understand why, why they've done it. I mean, as you say, to come off the ladder war three and uh, you know a feud that's been going on for six to eight months, and then basically say you know, oh, ba- really, you know, none of it mattered. We're sort of, you know, the Briscoes are going to get a chance anyway. I just it just sort of cheapened everything, and yeah, it, it left a bit of a bad taste in the mouth, to be honest. Um, I, I'm not sure why why they've done it. Um, it's supposed to bring the Briscoe sort of back into the picture, um, and I, I heard on I think it was Reptite on Twitter. Was was saying that apparently they're going to still get their title shot, but they're going to get a glory by Anna, and the Briscoes are going to get their shot at the final battle. So maybe we, you know, maybe we'll see the All Express get the belts at glory by Anna, and then it'll be the mm. All Express against the Briscoes again. But would they would they want to sort of do that match again? I'm not yeah, sure. I doubt it, especially with the way they've been hyping up, you know, wrestling great tag team versus the Briscoes already, like right now on the TV show, let alone all these weeks ahead. Yeah. So it wouldn't make sense just to do another rematch between All Night Express and the Briscoes. Yeah, I, d- I just don't like the way they're sort of just cheapened the whole feud by doing this. And I don't see how the Briscoes sort of just, I mean, by the sound of it, they just sort of came out and, you know, demanded a match and got it. You know, coming off the ladder wall, or three, that should have been it. You know, all not express got the shot and that's it. You know, t- you know, tough really. You know, you can't do anything about it. But they sort of walked in, said, you know, we want a top, you know, we want a shot. They've beaten the all not express and they've, you know, they've got a total shot. And it's, yeah, it's just really strange. And I know what you say about how they're sort of building up Briscoes against uh, Hart and Benjamin on TV, but 
I hope uh, the only thing I, I'm worrying about the TV shows. I hope they don't sort of treat the TV fans different to the the our pay per view fans. I hope they don't sort of, you know, the you know the TV show is going to be for the you know new fans, these people, and you know people who watch our pay per views are going to get a sort of different kind of you know product because you know they need to tie everything into the same sort of thing. And uh, I think they've got to be careful because uh, you know the road they're going down could. Could, you know, it, it just complicates things, and as John said, they didn't really need to complicate it. So, it'll be, you know, I think we should probably cut them a bit of slack and see where it goes first. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the face of things, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of what they've done, to be honest. Yeah, that was one of the major complaints with the HD Net show was that the TV show was out of sync with the house shows, which are out of sync with the IP reviews, and it's got things. Uh, unless you kept up with with Ring of Honor pretty regularly, it got pretty confusing when what was happening when. So I just hope they are able to keep things in kind of chronological order so it's not as confusing for fans. The next match on the Louisville tapings was uh, Roderick Strong defeated Carl O'Reilly. Um, on paper, that sounds like a really good match. I'm looking forward to seeing that on the TV show. Um, we then saw Jay Lethal defend the TV title against Mike Bennett, which ended in a 15-minute time limit draw. Um, no. Uh, once again, yes, uh, lethal demanded. Not you a know, draw. I know you never, you never see that. Do you? <laughs> yeah, it's never happened ever. I mean, yeah, that's the problem with the TV title. I hope they just, I hope they just don't keep doing this. I mean, yeah, having a draw now and again, and sort of having, you know, having it to sort of, you know, excite the crowd, but just having a draw for the sake of having a draw. It's, I mean, that was the pro- that was the problem with the TV title before, when mm. you know Eddie Edwards held it. He sort of, he didn't really. You know, it was just matches that no one really cared for. They were just random matches, and if you're going to keep having draws, you know, people are going to be a bit, going to get starting, you know, start getting tired of it. it so it did um, build a little bit of a feud or a future rematch down the line because uh, Lethal, you know, he demanded five more minutes or extra time or whatever. But um, in typical heel fashion, Bennett walked away and refused to have five more minutes. So, you know, that once again gets more heat on Bennett from the new fans. And perhaps we could see a rematch between the two down the line because, uh, in my opinion, I I definitely see Bennett as the next TV champion. But that just kind of seems weird to me that Bennett has the opportunity to win the title. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to leave now. (laughs) It It just seems weird. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. yeah. Particularly because his match against Generico that's coming up, he's basically because Bennett said that he should have got a total shot before Generico, and as you say, he got the total shot, and then was like, "Actually, I'm not that fussed about winning the title. You can keep it. I'll leave." <laughs> I, I know, I know, it's because you know he's a heel and he's supposed to be cowardly, and he walked up and it's going to give him heat and stuff. But yeah, he's, he just doesn't really. But also, we have to kind of wait and see it how makes how... sense, does it really? But... We also kind of have to see how the match is going at the end, because who knows? Maybe Lethal was on the verge of winning. Yeah, I'm sure that, that's how they played it. Yeah. Like yeah. Ben didn't want to take the chance of losing his title shot, so he was just taking what he could get. Uh, the final match on the Louisville tapings. I might have actually. I just realised. I think I've read this in reverse order. Uh, anyway, <laughs> D, uh, TJ <laughs> Perkins defeated Mike Mondo. I'm going to assume that was the opener, not the main event. By the way, I've read this. Um, but they're all going to be cropped anyway. So. Yeah, we don't really know how they're going to appear on TV and what yeah. order. But um, TJ Perkins got the win on Mike Mondo with a, a roll-up. Has um, Mike Mondo been signed, or is this like a one-off match? Do we know? I think it's just a one-off match because I know TJ Perkins, as we said, has been put on the the roster page. So, so yeah, I think it was just sort of a one-off match just to uh, to get Perkins a win, really. 
Okay, that wraps up the uh, spoilers from Louisville and the two um, main events announced for Final Battle. Um, we'll be sure to do a, you know, a full re- uh, recap of each match once it does air on TV, but without being able to see any of these matches, there's little we can really comment on at this point. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before we move on to the uh, uh, suggested topics? No, not really. I mean, as you say, we, we can't really judge the matches on, uh, you know, on their merits until we we see them. But they, you know, a lot of them sound like really good matches. So, you know, I'm excited to see, uh, especially the the wolves against uh, Strong and Elgin. Because as you said, a lot of people were saying that was sort of match of the night. So that should be uh, really interesting to see when it uh, when it airs. Yeah, the the matches sounded good on paper. It sounded like from the live reports they're good. So I'm just excited to see them now. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to um, whenever these appear on TV. I'm not too sure when the previous tapings end and the new ones begin, but I'm really looking forward to the new matches. I think it was four weeks, wasn't it? They taped four, four weeks. weeks. Okay, so two more weeks of the original tapings, and then they'll yeah, and then the first one of the next little okay. uh, yeah. Uh, the final part of the show is where we ask you, our listeners and readers of the website, for topic suggestions. Um, you can send them to us on Twitter, uh, if you tweet us at ROH underscore world, or if you just use the hashtag ROHcast, we regularly check that as well for questions. Um, or you can write a comment on our Facebook wall um, at facebook.com slash ROHworld. If you just write a quick topic suggestion down on either of these two um, social media, we'll give you a shout out on the show and we'll do a quick discussion of that topic and share our thoughts and uh, once again Stephen has the list of this week's topics yeah I do a lot of them have come in uh, via Facebook this week I know I think all of them were uh, through Twitter last week but we've got um, a bit of a mix uh, this time um, the first one is from Christopher who commented on one of our Facebook statuses and says um, here's a topic for you how about giving the man beast rhino a total shot against Davy Richards what do we we think about that uh, I don't want to see a title shot against David Richards. I like Rhino, but I'd rather see a shot against Jay Lethal. I think that'd be a good match. Not not that him versus Davey wouldn't. I just think the way Rhino is on the card right now, it'd be much better to see him against Jay Lethal than against Davey. Yeah, I mean, no, I Rhino's... Think Rhino's quite... Go ahead. So, I was going to I think Rhino's quite limited in what he can do, and he's sort of a brawler who can... You know, he's good when you put him in that sort of match, but if you if you put him in a, you know, a title match against Dave Richards, I'm not sure that, you know, he could really last with Dave Richards. I'm not sure Dave could get sort of, you know, a, a decent match out of him. So I, th- I think there's others that, you know, should be getting a title shot before before Rhino. You going to say anything, Carrie? Or I uh, no, I agree <laughs> with you two guys, really. I'm not... I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of Rhino, but I do appreciate, you know, he's quite well known in the industry, but I don't really think him versus Davey is really much of a draw or is something that people would buy into at this stage. I think Rhino, you know, can serve a purpose on the the roster, but I don't think that purpose should be him, you know, being in title matches, to be honest. Right, next one is from Scott. Uh, he says, who would you like Ring of Honor to bring into the company? That's quite a... A wider, wider from from anywhere. Or from anywhere. What's the... um, I think he means like you know realistic one, so not CM Punk or you know, <laughs> or, you know yeah realistic one, maybe from other indie promotions or um, you know who do we who do we think? I would like to see Johnny Gargano in uh, Ring of Honor. He's been really really impressive over the past year in promotions such as uh, Dragon Gate USA and Chikara. 
And I just think he's a great young talent, and I think he's really one of the uh, future main guys on the independent scene. I just really like to see him in Ring of Honor. And I wouldn't mind seeing Sammy Callahan get another chance in Ring of Honor. I know he was around a couple years ago, or maybe even last year, but he wasn't given much of a chance. And he just really improved a lot recently. Over the, He's just been on fire this year with his matches. So I'd like to see him given another chance in Ring of Honor as well. Yeah, I think Sammy had a few matches last year, didn't he? I mean, from that run, I've seen most of his matches. I wasn't very impressed, but yeah, I understand he's uh, you know he's got a lot a bit a lot better since then. Um, in terms of who I'd like to bring in, I think, I mean, I don't I don't watch that much uh, independent wrestling that you know that isn't Ring of Honor to be honest. But if one name that springs to mind is probably Pac. Um, yeah, I've seen a few of his matches in uh, Dragon Gate USA, and you know the, the guy is just. In- insane he, he reminds me a lot of uh david richards and you know if they if they could bring pack in for sort of like a guest appearance even you know david richards against pack i think that would be you know i think people go crazy for that match um so yeah i mean harry have you got any spring to mind or? um i'm like you i'm not i don't really have the time to watch much um indie wrestling apart from ring of honor so off the top of my head i can't really think of any other names to add apart from um the guys you've suggested well, didn't they uh, announce a couple of weeks ago, probably like a month or two ago, they're going to bring in like an English high flyer like onto the roster, or am I just making that up completely? Oh, did they? I'm not. I've I've not heard that to be honest. I didn't so, hear that, but uh, you heard it here first on ROH Cast. Like, uh, well, yeah, think, obviously packs from England. So. I think I saw that somewhere like on a newswire, and I remember it being discussed on the uh, old message board, like, but I don't remember anything coming out of it really at all. So I. I may just be making something up and just speculating nothingness right now, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, now you've said that, it's sort of ringing a few bells. I'm not, I can't really remember it though, but yeah, that would be really interesting because uh, you'd, you'd think it'd be Pack. I mean, <clears throat> there's a couple of other guys in the UK that have sort of, I know there's one called Mark Haskins. He's been, he re- he's wrestled a bit for TNA recently. Um, and there's another guy called Zack Sabre Jr. who's sort of, he's been wrestling quite a lot in um, the States. I think he's wrestled a few for CZW and he's been wrestling in, the, in Japan quite recently. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a few English guys that they could uh, they could bring in. So, yeah, but I think Pac would definitely be my, my first choice. I think that would be, you know, he, he there's this, just bringing one guy in can sort of, you know, it, it opens so many different avenues into you know, so many matches that could be done. I think, you know, they'd really uh, benefit from bringing in, you know, another high um, high flyer, that, you know, a big name such as such as Pac. Right, next one is from Nick. He says, um, Kevin Steen and his challenge to Ring of Honor for Final Battle 2011. I think he, he's sort of asking, um, what do we think is going to happen? You know, who do we think is going to accept the challenge? And... Um, you know what? What's what? What do we want to happen at uh, final battle? Um, I originally thought he was going to face Davy because, as I said last week, he was saying, you know, at the pay per view, Death Before Dishonor, where is Davy? He had some harsh things to say about his, you know, where was he? Why wasn't he defending the belt? And I thought that was going to lead to a match at final battle. But as we said in the spoiler section, um, that match isn't happening. I don't want to say in case someone skipped ahead to miss the spoilers, <laughs> but. Um, I don't know who he'll face now. Um, perhaps Jimmy Jacobs or... I mean, I don't think they should do El Generico again. Um, after the way it ended last time, it'd be silly to do another match. But 
I mean, I can't really think of anyone else unless he just does another run-in, but I think he needs to really have a match or something. Yeah, if he has a match, it's got to be against either Jimmy Jacobs or Steve Carino. It's the only thing that makes sense. Mm. But what I would like to see happen with Dean is maybe uh, get his title shot if he works his way back on the roster at the 10th anniversary show, which, you know, being the 10th anniversary is the huge milestone for Ring of Honor and how just how anti-ROH, you know, uh, Dean's been over the past year since he got, you know, fired, so to say. It'd just be incredible it's just to see him win the title at like Ring of Honor's biggest event ever. I just think that'd be just really cool to see, and just cause like all kinds of chaos and really get a lot of hype surrounding the company as a whole. That, that's a good segue, actually, John, because we got a tweet from somebody called at B Brennan twenty seven who said, "In just about five months, it will be the tenth anniversary of Ring of Honor. Where do you think the show should be held, and what main event?" Um, yeah, from what you've just said, I, th- I think that would be you know brilliant. Yeah. It could sort of be, you know, be built as sort of Ring of Honor against Kevin Steen, and you know, to sort of you know, Richard has to win if you know if he's still champion, expect he would be. You know, he has to win to sort of save Ring of Honor, sort of thing. Um, you know, will this be the end of Ring of Honor after ten years, sort of thing? And so, yeah, that 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 would really be. Uh, you know, I think fans would be absolutely, you know, would go crazy for that. Um, uh, yeah, and, I agree. I'd completely. I'd love to see that. In terms of where do you where do you think the show should be? I mean, personally, I'd probably say. Um, Hammerstein Ballroom, but uh, what would would you say any different? No, I, I, I think I think Philadelphia because that's where it all began. So it just makes sense, like to take Full it back. Full circle, there, so to speak. Yeah, because they haven't really held any major shows in Philadelphia in a long time, which mm, makes yeah. main areas. So I think it'd be great to have it, but uh, the tenth anniversary show back in Philadelphia. Yeah, that, that's a good shout. I mean. I, I'm not 100% sure why they haven't done many Philly shows recently, but um, but yeah, I mean, if they don't do that, I think it's you know, sort of nailed in for, for New York because may, maybe Chicago, but I, I think their, their first shot would definitely be, uh, be New York. Uh, right, back to the Facebook posts. We've got another one from Scott who says, um, the future of the American Wolves going into final battle, can they stay brothers? Uh, or so, someone turn heel. I know we've sort of spoke about that a bit, but have we got anything else to uh, to add on how we think that will play out? Um, I agree with what you were saying, I think, last week as well, really, about Eddie Edwards needs to turn heel just to add something extra to his character and a bit of a change, really. I can't see them um, still being a tag team after this. Um, <clears throat> as you said, perhaps they're doing these tag team matches to have some sort of miscommunication or something and sort of tease the uh, turn, a split of the team and then it'll all finally happen at the pay-per-view. Yeah, no, if, if, if face, it's just the same thing we've already seen. So I think if he turns heel, he'll add a whole new dynamic to the match and actually make things... Make make people excited to see it who who were already seeing the match from Best in the World. Mm, I know they teased them sort of breaking up before the the Best in the World match, didn't they? They had a few matches yeah. where they sort of miscommunicated, and everyone was like, "Oh, what? You know, somebody's going to turn heel." And uh, I think they did. You know, they did the right thing at Best in the World. It was all about you know Ed, um, Davey winning the the bow. It wasn't about oh, someone's screwed him or someone you know someone's turned heel. Or, or whatever it was, it was just about Davy's moment, really, which I think was the right thing to do. But as John says, you know, are, are they going to just settle for the for the same match again? You know, I'm not sure. I, I think it definitely will be Eddie who uh, turns heel. <clears throat> uh, right. 
last Facebook post is from Macklin, who says, what's going on with the tag division? Are All Night Express still getting their title shot? Um, I mean, as said, as I said earlier, I'm not, I don't think this has been confirmed, but I, I definitely saw one of the All Night Express, I think it was Rhett Titus, he, he tweeted saying um, that they were going to get their title shot still. They were going to get it at Gloria Viana. So it would seem that both them and the Briscoes are going to get title shots. Um, I mean, have you two got anything to add on that? Or was... um, there's not really much more I can add, to be honest, because we covered it quite a bit earlier. I think what John was saying about they did over overcomplicate things by giving um, the Briscoes uh, a tag title shot. It turns out it is after the All Night Express, but it, the way it was announced made it seem like they were getting their title shot first. But, I mean, I, I don't th- really think there's anything else we can add. No, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, right, for the Twitter, um, from at Joe Dittmar, who says, what is Christopher Daniels' status with Ring of Honor? The House of Truth um, isn't much of a stable with two members. Do you think Truth will recruit soon? In, I... in terms of Christopher Daniels, is... sorry? I was going to say, Michael Elgin would say there's more than two people in the House of Truth, or, <laughs> or does he <laughs> well, mean Michael Elgin and... Yeah, I, th- I don't think he's really clashing Truth Martini in that one, is he? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, in terms of Christopher Daniels, I, th- I think he was done after... Um... He lost the title uh, to... Yeah, he's, him losing the title to Generico was sort of at the end of him, because obviously with Ring of Honor coming back to TV, he was still in, uh, he's still in TNA, and it was sort of a choice of uh, one of the other and he's, he's I hope he's so. enjoying that brother yeah <laughs> hope he's uh, enjoying getting buried and putting over uh, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Dreamer <laughs> but um, yeah I, I was a bit disappointed to be honest because you, you know I mean he, the way he's been treated by TNA as well in the past he's been treated really badly and to sort of just ditch Ring of Honor you know as soon as TNA come back for him again I think that was I, mean, I don't think I don't think we should ever stand in the way of someone, especially like someone like you know, Claudio or Chris Hero are going to go to like WWE. I mean, obviously, you know, they're going on to bigger and better things, but I wouldn't really class Tina as as better. I mean, bigger <laughs> maybe, but definitely that, not that, better. That's a completely different podcast. We could probably go on for hours about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a different podcast for a different day, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, in terms of the House of Truth, I mean, I should imagine Truth Martini will re- recruit soon. Like, what do you, two, two guys, think of that that one? Yeah, he'll probably get somebody soon. Uh, but as we talked about a few times before, it wouldn't surprise me if they just keep it as just uh, as just strong and Elgin for now, and just have them kind of become a semi-permanent tag team just to give each of them something to do. Because just being associated with Roderick Strong is going to help Elgin a lot, out a lot, and just in the meantime, it'll just give Strong something to do while the uh, title picture kind of changes a little bit. Just uh because he's already had a lot of title shots with uh, Richards and Eddie. So I, I, he just needs some time to be away from the title picture. And I think that being in a team with Elgin will give him that opportunity. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't think really there's there's anyone to add. I mean, I know they had they had like the troll series, didn't they, um, earlier this year where they sort of were, were trialling people and none of them sort of passed the, uh, the tests because... No, they you know they were all sort of random guys. None of them were, were regular roster members. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think they will go with just the, the tag team, and um, you know in that case, I don't think they'll need to add anybody because I mean you've got the embassy, and uh, do you really need two you know two factions in 
you know, because it's, it's hard to give them time, especially on a, you know, in a one-hour show. It's uh, how are you going to give two factions, you know, enough time to sort of really get them over the crowd. Both but, heel factions as well. Yeah, yeah, so that's a good point. And the last tweet we've got in this week is from at denim underscore Dave. He says, Colt Cabana looks to be gone for good. What are your thoughts on, on this? I like Colt Cabana. I think he's a good guy to have on the roster. He provides something different than the rest of the uh, wrestlers do. And I think the, how serious you know most of Ring of Honor is, it's good to have like, a little bit of comedy to break things up. But I don't think he's the reason people go see Ring of Honor shows. So... It's uh, it, it hurts the depth, but it doesn't really hurt anything that badly at all. So uh, he's going to be missed, but he's not going to. It's not a huge loss, I don't think. I mean, he is. He's got quite a big following. He's got a lot of fans, you know, with all of his DVDs and podcasts and his uh, friendship with Punk got him quite a lot of publicity, you know, when he's getting mentioned on Raw. So you know, he would get people to tune into the TV show, but I still think. Ring of Honor can cope without him and you know I don't think they'll see like a huge drop in ratings or anything or pay-per-view buys without him being there yeah because I mean he wasn't really like in the tall picture at all or he wasn't sort of in the middle of anything he was You're just in know, random he... random matches really yeah he was just doing random matches. And things and... yeah and as I said last week I mean he's, his matches just sort of they all turned into the same sort of match and it just he started getting a bit, a bit boring to be honest um, I'm disappointed that he I mean it sounds like he was just sort of told that um, you know he wasn't going to be getting a you know a contract, and uh, I think they could could have probably kept him on, as you say, as just someone to like fill up a spot on the roster. But because I mean he's you know he's been a real loyal servant to to Ring Runner from you know more or less the beginning. So it's you know it's a bit disappointing to see he's not going to be be there anymore because he's the sort of a name where you know you think Ring Runner, you think you no, know, you think the Briscoes, you think Derry Richards, you think Colt Cabana. So. Mm. Um, but I mean, as you said, you know, he's got a lot of publicity, and I should imagine he's probably he he was probably one of the you know the highest paid guys on the roster. I should imagine. So um, and as we said, he's not sort of uh, a main player. So it, for what he was was giving to the the show sort of thing, he was you know he was probably um, quite high on the on the finances. So um, you know he sort of had to be. Uh, sacrifice sort of thing it's but, sort of a bad time though because they've just lost the kings as well it's quite a big hit to lose the kings and colt cabana within the same month or so yeah it wasn't ideal timing was it i mean i, I was on you know i was under the impression that he'd possibly go into the uh wwe again i mean i know he's he's run there before didn't really turn into much but especially with all the you know the cm punk stuff I mean, i'm not sure what's happening with that cause i don't really keep up with with wwe at the moment but um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be, you know, against bringing him back in the future. From what, from his Twitter page, it seems that they've sort of, you know, him and Ring of Honor have um, sort of left on, you know, not the greatest of terms. So, um, and I don't know if anyone saw him and Kevin Steen talking today about uh, about Ring of Honor, um, sort of not being uh, that complimentary about uh, the company. So <laughs> uh, he might be burning a couple of uh, bridges. So. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we we don't see him again for quite quite some time. And that wraps up the uh, the user uh, topics. Um, thanks a lot for everyone who sent them in this week. Um, you can you know keep doing that every week, and um, you know we'll keep giving you shout outs. So yeah, thanks to everyone who uh, gave us topics, and hope you um, 
that you enjoyed what we said about them. <laughs> uh, before we close the show, guys, is there anything else? <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to John? Oh, that got me. That got me. Well, I hope you enjoyed what we said about them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Too many not to say. Uh, apart from laughter, is there anything else we want to add before we close this week's show? No. Okay. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks once again for joining us, guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, if you didn't like it, or even if you did, you know, be sure to leave a review on iTunes or give us some feedback. You can email us at contact at rohworld.com. Uh, you can tweet us at roh underscore world, or you can comment on our Facebook wall, which is facebook.com slash roh world. Um, as we mentioned last week, there's a possibility we may be introducing our own forum soon. If you'd like that idea, um, send us a tweet or an email. Let us know what you'd like to see on the forum. Or maybe if you think it's a horrible idea, just let us know so we don't waste our time. Um, but <laughs> thank you to Stephen and John for joining us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And we will see you next week. And I think, you know, it should be a great match because Jericho's... Re- uh, Jericho! <laughs> <laughs> That's going in at the end. <laughs> El Jericho. <laughs>